Hello and welcome to Show Me The Podcast, an entertainment podcast hosted by two chalk and cheese best mates. I am your host, Lorraine Skywalker, and I'm joined by my co-host, Harry Solo. So- oh, mate, I love that. I totally would be a solo. <laughs> <laughs> like it. <laughs> I came up with that today. <laughs> I was walking down the street and I went, ooh, my name begins with L and Harry's name begins with H. <laughs> I can just picture your little like thing that you do. <laughs> I was very proud of it. Yeah, man, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, how have you been? What you been up to? Um, oh my, I had my cat castrated today. Oh, I just realised we haven't said what we're doing. I think they've guessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry, oh. you were saying about your cat being castrated. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, I had him castrated and that was emotional. Um, uh, well, that was today. <laughs> what else? Oh, I did uh, your sister-in-law's uh, webinar for uh, post uh, pandemic fatigue and dealing with that which was really interesting yeah i did that too i, I know i heard you <laughs> okay i didn't realize i didn't know how to mute it <laughs> <laughs> it's a very very comical moment but anyway yeah that was really good um i took a lot away from that so i well, you can plug your sister-in-law <laughs> yeah, no no I, I i i did too actually no um my sister-in-law is a holistic nutritionist and she um, is known as Manifest in Health on Instagram, if you want to check her out. But yeah, she did this webinar about the whole pandemic and everything and how to kind of deal with it. And there was so much to actually take away. I think I wrote seven pages of notes. Harry, you wrote about six, didn't you? Yeah, you made a competition um, out of it. And sorry. Well, I won. <laughs> um, but we've already, myself and Dev, Dev obviously is a sister because she's my sister-in-law. Um, we've already put the phone thing into action. So being a bit more mindful of our phones... like which bit as in in the evenings before we go to bed we put them away out the way and just read and um when we're with riley they're in a different room and in the mornings we don't look at them straight away so we just started that today this morning i have to say i pretty much practiced that i've been practicing that for a while um i haven't i have and like everyone's going oh you should turn your notifications off on your phone following social dilemma i did that ages ago and yes, oh, it really, is much better yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, the only notifications I have on my phone is mess, like text message. Yeah, same. Or WhatsApp. I don't have any. I, I did that about a year ago. I know, but everyone's going nuts, aren't they? Oh, social dilemma says turn off the notifications It's because it's saying stuff to your brain. It's like, yeah. <laughs> of course you're going to look at it. It's really irritating, brain. though, as I well. I know, especially like Instagram ones and stuff. It's oh, like, fuck, I know, I know. Yeah. I know Dev put a post up on Reddit. Um, and he had 27,000 likes and over a thousand comments on it. So his phone was like going mental. 27,000 likes? Yeah. Who the fuck is he on Reddit? <laughs> like... He's got a way of putting things. Whenever he puts something up there, he does it in a way with a little twist. Wow. People seem to appreciate that. I have to say, I don't use Reddit, but there seems to be much more engagement with Reddit. A friend of mine put up a climbing video I made years ago and it had like 900 likes and i was just like what is that kind of i tried it Mm. i tried it um and it does get a lot of engagement but i don't fully understand it but Mm. i am going to try and get on it again with 
you know my other podcast but like I just I don't know yet it's a bit like TikTok I find it a bit overwhelming <laughs> I love TikTok but I don't know how to use it I just like watching other people's videos I I don't I watch them and I'm like I feel like my soul's oh, so just funny. slowly die. I like the um I like the miming ones so like when someone's doing like a skit of a comedy you know or um you know singing or something I like those ones I like dance They're ones funny. Like the, hey uh, summer, the dance ones hey summer. Boring, like. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, what have you been up to? Um, I'm back to work. Um, oh yeah, working yeah. from home because our offices are gone. Um, doing my podcast, my Once Upon a Nightmare podcast, and plus, listening to plus. lots of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking. Um, but that's really been I'm about walking. it. Really. Or whilst you're well, walking. While, while I'm walking. What did I say? I thought you said on walking. And I was just like, that doesn't sound yes. like your topic. <laughs> while walking. And when Murders whilst walking. <laughs> Murders whilst walking. What about you? What else have you been doing? I went back into the office for the first time in like <gasps> six months. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. that? I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, yeah, I did. We um, They've done it really safely in my place. You know, there's only eight when there's normally like 20 plus and it's all spacious and i had a hydraulic desk which is lots of fun <laughs> i saw that she sent me a video and i was like why is she moving I know. <laughs> yeah no it was really nice just to engage with people again um as you can tell the only company i really have these days is alec and the cat so something's got to change otherwise i'm gonna go mad <laughs> so how often are you going in like once or twice a week it, yeah uh it, it's going to change week by week so oh okay yeah but it, if people don't know i live about an hour away from my usual workplace so um yeah they're getting used to the whole truck driving thing i think it's nice it kind of slowly eased back into it not like yeah full because it's got quite busy out there again hasn't it on the like i noticed today it's just like really busy on the road so yeah stop it like <laughs> Harry needs to get to work. <laughs> it's more like I kind of like how it's all kind of re- been quiet recently, and and air pollution's reduced and stuff. It's kind of like can't we maintain that a little bit longer? <laughs> I know. Not not that I'm. I must preface that with I don't want this pandemic to continue. No way. But some of the elements of it, in ways in which we've like reflected on our life and changed that habits in that life i kind of think could we continue that you know? yes we should yeah sorry cool. that was deep <laughs> oh i might have asthma as well which might explain the coughing on our podcast <laughs> that would explain a lot of things because you've i've always thought that you've had some sort of issue there and uh Thanks, mate. well i hope you don't though because <laughs> you know but i suppose at least it explains it well, they they think I might have it. It might not be it, but I I kind of hope it is, so I do have an understanding of what it is and can deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's something to work on there. Yeah, man. Let's improve yeah, man. my life. Let's change my diet. Let's reinforce my body. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so moving swiftly on, what have you been watching lately, Harry? <laughs> um oh god this seems ages ago now this is the problem the only problem with i think one of the few problems of like spacing our podcasts out is that we watch stuff and then it's like oh what is this 
ages ago. And I think we should also add, we were supposed to record this and Harry was a bit poorly, not Rona, as she likes to call it. Um, (laughs) And then we did record it and it went, the audio didn't work properly. So now we're recording it again. So yes, it does seem like ages ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Third attempt. (laughs) Third time's a charm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the devil all the time uh, with Tom Holland and, oh God, like pretty much an all-star cast mm. um and it's a really change of pace for holland actually he plays quite a dark character and there's violence in it and suitably sort of oh, sorry um it's like a um a southern noir gothic noir is it you know like oh yeah i haven't seen it yet is he believable who holland oh yeah i think so yeah. and he's got this horrible curtain like hair curtain hairstyle like backstreet boys yeah it's literally like that um robert pattinson is in it and he's suitably creepy and there's i don't know if you've seen all the things on the internet of him going delusions but it's really (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i watched that uh are we um are we just telling me them all yeah all right oh and i watched enola holmes i do want to see that yeah I I really enjoyed this. It's it's okay. really gentle and but entertaining, and the storyline's quite good. The only thing I didn't enjoy so much was the the breaking of the fourth wall where she talks to the camera. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was good. And obviously, you've got Henry Cavill in it, and it was filmed not far <sighs> from my home, so that was. And I didn't know. And if I'd had known, I'd, I'd have been up. Yeah, I'd have been up. <laughs> I'd have pretty much yeah. I'd have gone and stalked that. Um, I watched the thing, well, it's still going on Sky uh, Atlantic called The Third Day uh, by David Kelly. And it's really Didn't bizarre. Did he do Ali McBeal? That's David E. Kelly, isn't it? Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> I swear we had this conversation the last time. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about a different show. Um, but yeah, David Kelly. He did Utopia, I think. I never watched it, but it got oh, like right. lauded as amazing. Um, but yeah, it's it's so crazy. And But from like uh, an aesthetics point of view, or production point of view, it's, I think it's really interesting. Like the cinematography... And the colour grading and stuff is really interesting. Um, Jude Law's in it. And they did this thing on the week, like a week ago, where they did like a 12 hour live stream um, and filmed it there and then. Uh, And that was during that whole storm. And I just thought, you know what? Excuse my French, but fair fucking play. I thought, like, what a great, audacious thing to attempt. And even if, like, people weren't going to watch the whole 12 hours, just like, some people might and like the bits that i saw you get just so fully like sucked into it so i think it's really good and i've got i've got to catch up with the other episodes but i don't want to binge it it's really good because it doesn't because mm. it's the kind of tv that you can't binge because you watch one episode and you're like what was that <laughs> and you I need, need a break <laughs> yeah you need time to like think about it so uh i watched that and i watched a show that everybody has been loving to hate apparently which is emily in paris why are they hating it Apparently it's like xeno well, not apparently. It is kind of xenophobic towards French and it's it's a bit um soulless and the characters are a bit annoying, but I actually found it really entertainment uh, entertaining and just light and sometimes you need that and mm-hmm. like she wears crazy outfits and <laughs> what makes me laugh is that she goes to Paris and she 
decides to like do some Instagram posts on oh, like Pana Shuckler and all this stuff and she just suddenly becomes an influencer and you're like yeah love yeah because that would happen <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> yeah. so it's suitably stupid but yeah it's fun and then last night I watched a film called Seaberg which is about Jean Seaberg and how the FBI oh. kind of harassed her um, and her involvement to do with the Black Panther movement and and um, Kristen Stewart's in it and I think she really she's really good in it um hmm. But I didn't get to the end because I was really tired and I fell asleep. <laughs> but not because it was boring. <laughs> so I need to finish that. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> listening, I, I don't know if we're doing that, but I'm going to tell you about a podcast I listen to because I've just been raving about it. And mm. that's the Earth, Earth Locker. Yeah, I listen, I listen to it as well. So what did you think about it? I liked it. I listened to the uh, Deepak show. show. I can never remember, is it? Chopra. Chopra, yeah. Um and uh, I liked it, but the, the the I think he's the Irish guy. Yeah, he's like an excitable bunny. I love and him. Like, but, yeah, but I, I he said at one point he goes, I don't have really any stress in my life. Do you know what I mean? That's how and Deepak like Chopra goes, yes, it shows on your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just so like, and he's so enthusiastic. He's so that lad is so enthusiastic, and but that's what you, I did like about him. You did like it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good then. Yeah, because gonna... he's he's kind of like to me. He'd be like if if I had a younger brother, that would be it. Do you know that way? He's very <laughs> much that person, but he's very enthusiastic, and that comes across. And that's what I, you know, he's he's really passionate about yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. So to explain who that Irish guy is, <laughs> it's the actor Robert Sheehan, and he does his podcast with a guy called Brian Byron Knight. Sorry. Uh, and the another actor called Tom Hopper, who Tom <laughs> Tom Hopper, and they're both in the Umbrella Academy. Um, but the the podcast is about sort of you know wellness and and physical wellness. And is that your man from Misfits? Yeah, yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. Look oh at your my face. God. <laughs> yeah. So the first episode I listened to was their first ever episode, which is about um, food as medicine, and it literally blew my mind. And I know I'm probably naive in it, but I thought it was really interesting, and I've just been raving about it ever since. So actually, I will say my recommendation out of all of those is that podcast. <laughs> oh, I like him. I love him. I love Robert Sheehan. I, and and in those podcasts, he just comes across, all of them actually come across as really genuinely nice people yes. who are passionate yes. about it. And it's not yes. a bullshit, let's just do a podcast thing. It's like, no, we we have been researching this stuff and they've got some really interesting thoughts, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe it's him. Ooh. I loved him. I use, I use a meme of him a lot. Do you? There's a meme of him and it says, he just looks and he goes, he's saying the word twat. But it's just the way he says it, twat. And I just, I, I, that's like my perfect meme because I love that word. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, don't you have a t-shirt? But no, you've got a t-shirt with wanker on, haven't you? <laughs> do I? Yeah. Don't you? No. You do have a t-shirt with wanker on. No, I don't. Or is it twat on it? No. You do. Oh my God, I've got a photograph. Because I remember like when you lived in bristol in that flat after uni with dev and i i remember alec and i rocked up and i remember saying to her she loves this swear word and it was really funny because you opened the door and you had it on your t-shirt me and alec like burst out laughing oh my god i have no recollection i mustn't have it anymore Uh, well i'd hope not being a mother (laughs) 
can still say twat and wanker as a mother. No, but wearing the honey <laughs> wouldn't be good. But uh, yeah, she can't you can't d- properly read yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're trying to defend a t-shirt. You don't even remember having. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, you I do need another one. <laughs> tell me about what you've been watching listening to um i watched the new terminator film dark fate oh yeah and i really enjoyed it that's good. i thought it was really good um tom harper's and... in that isn't he who uh, do you watch the umbrella academy no oh he's he's a very tall guy <laughs> anyway he said he was in that uh anyway yeah. oh, all right okay cool um yeah no i just loved it and i squealed when Arnold Schwarzenegger came on the screen and when Linda Hamilton came on the screen. I literally was like, you know what I mean? It was Can quite... I just ask, and this might be a spoiler, but how is he old in it? You know what I mean? Is that explained oh, in a different movie? Because he's like a, a machine, basically. I don't know. I think they just like... <laughs> that, what? <laughs> no, well, technically he shouldn't age, should he? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, So why... he does. Yeah, that's why... I'm... Why? I don't. I don't recall them saying anything about that. Yeah, but wouldn't you want an explanation as to why he's aging like a human being? Therefore, obviously, I just took it. I uh, know. I need answers. <laughs> just accepted it and ran with it. Um, right. I watched Ratchet, um, but I'm only one episode in. It's very slow, so I need to kind of find some time hmm. to watch it. But the reason I'm not watching it is because I'm so into Shit's Creek at the moment. And I want to finish that. <laughs> my mum was talking about that today. And she was like, my baby. <laughs> oh my David. God. The, the, the mother of it, um, Catherine O'Hara. She's, for anyone who doesn't know, she's like the, in Beetlejuice. In Home Alone. She's the, in Home Alone and stuff. And yeah, she talks like that. <laughs> what you're talking about? Like, it's really this weird accent. And, um, but she's so fucking good. But the whole show is just amazing and uh dan levy who's one of the writers of it with his dad eugene levy who mm. has been around you know american pie's dad yeah for people who don't know um he's so fucking hot um but <laughs> my it's mom just... said that as well oh he is he is i was gutted when i found out he was gay because you'd have been in with a chance obviously well i would have been in with more of a chance if he wasn't <laughs> but at least now i can say the reason i'm not with him is because i'm he's gay and of that's course. the only reason was he straight we'd be we'd be <laughs> together at this moment no it's 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 just a really good funny show and i his sister is amazing in it um his also biological sister is actually in it so it's a real family affair like when you read the credits the surname levy pops up quite a few times um it's just a really fucking good show and i'd highly recommend it it is on my watch list um i watched this film called vanishing on seventh street um basically if the light gets you you disappear it was it was just a bit weird so that kind of passed the time and i finished watching the boys which Mm. um i had to watch on a weekly basis they released an episode a week which was weird so but for people who haven't seen it you can now binge it um and it is actually one of the best shows i've seen in a long time so my recommendation would be the boys in shit's creek no no just one <laughs> they're so different <laughs> that's the, the it doesn't matter which one outdoes the other Ooh, the boys oh really? just because the last episode was just so fucking good oh my god <laughs> i'm obviously not going to say a single word because it's just full of like 
you know your mouth is just like catching flies the whole time it's just really good okay sorry my name plus um what's his name oh Carl urban as butcher (laughs) so hot he's not hot he's not hot he is no and i i think he's the only person i hate the c word you know cunt yeah sorry i hate that word sorry. I, I just I, didn't you say other... it the other day and it came out of your mouth and you were like <gasps> yeah but i it, it comes out every now and again but i'm never proud of those moments you sometimes know? though you need to like when driving yes it, it's appropriate Ooh. but um he says it but the way he says it it's just can't. you know it sounds right <laughs> sounds like he's saying i can't <laughs> but yeah so yeah the boys all right okay yeah cool. <laughs> are you not gonna finish watching it nah probably not <laughs> <laughs> sorry i got to the whale episode in season two and i was just like i was fucked up yeah i forced myself to watch this and i was just like i don't want to do this anymore and uh i know i'm disappointing you adam you too but <laughs> dev sorry dev as well uh but yeah it's just not i just couldn't get on board with it yeah sorry i like i like the like you told me some spoilers for the last episode and it does sound like there's cool elements oh so good yeah i've just got to apologize my chair my chair is squeaky so you might hear that okay that's okay i'm probably tapping away at this because that happens a lot (laughs) i can't hear that story okay good (laughs) right on to the main one yeah oh my god i'm like i should I have a PhD in this. I know so much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I was thinking back to the uh, second attempt at doing this and I was kind of like, I'm kind of glad we're re-recording it because I genuinely I'm think we'd get hate mail for um, I'm so discussion. glad. I mean, I don't I think you might think have secretly is... orchestrated it with those files. <laughs> well, I wasn't, usually I'd be like, oh, whereas this time I was oh well let's do it again <laughs> but um I'm in saying that I don't necessarily think that this is going to be any, from my point of view any better but you know it is what it is but I think of every episode we've ever done this is the one I've like dreaded the most really <laughs> yeah I just don't really know much about it like do you know what I mean and you know well, I, would, I, I would do my research and like stuff like that and look at stuff and then it would say something I'd be like did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we can yeah. tr- we can only try, can't we? Exactly. And if you don't like it, well, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a big deal if they don't like it. No. They don't like what? No, no. Don't care. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's people talking about films. Just it's envisage. Lorraine wearing her get, wanker uh, t-shirt. About. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that meme, meme a lot. Twat. <laughs> but <Yeah>. on standby. <laughs> We're going to try our best anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, okay. Right. What's that? That's the the lightsaber. The lightsaber. The lightsaber. Oh my god, we're fucked already. Lightsaber. Shall I do the the old synopsis? Yes. All right. 
The film follows protagonist Luke Skywalker, who embarks on a journey along with Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and space pirate Han Solo to free Princess Leia from the clutches of the Galactic Empire and the Sith Lord Darth Vader. Together, this group, along with the Rebel Alliance, attempt to destroy the Empire's planet-destroying space station, the Death Star. Dun-dun-dun. So, Harry, what have you got to say? <laughs> Shall I just read out my bullet point? <laughs> point one. <laughs> so, um, well, as everybody knows, this was the first ever instalment of the Star Wars um, then trilogy. Um, it was the first of the franchise to be produced. And as we know it, it was the fourth episode, retrospectively, of the mm. Skywalker saga. And I think to this day... In this conversation about Star Wars, I, I always harken back to what my dad said. But, you know, what your parents say to you does stay in your memory. But I, I remember to this day that he, whenever we watched this show, he would be like, he'd read that first bit of the, the scroll, as you um, and I have discussed before, <laughs> um, where it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And he'd just stop it there and he'd go, guys, isn't that just, you know, great? A, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like... It was a great idea for sci-fi. Like mm. this is this could be like thousands of years ago in our time, and in a galaxy far, far away. But it's so like modern, and yet the the future looks aged. And I think that's one of the really strong concepts of like these movies is that like it's not all shiny and new. It's it does look like old tech, but it's you yeah. Know, I just think it's, yeah. So that's one of the strong points of this movie and all the others to follow. Maybe less so in the latest trilogy. I don't think it looks that weathered, but yeah. Are you are you on about the f- the first three that are the technically the second three that were made? It's so hard to think of. <laughs> I know. See, I never seen the others, the 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 three the prequels that kind of people don't really talk about. I've heard such mixed mixed views about them. I yeah, they're not like I tried to watch Attack of the Clones the other day and I can't return in the Sith is it the third one but I genuinely love Phantom Menace and I don't know if that's just because it's it's got a special place in my heart in that like there was a huge buzz when I was a kid that it was coming out and I remember going to the cinema and being really excited Mm. about it and also I love a certain noise in it during the the space race or whatever it was is i think i've done this before but when his when anakin's thingy goes it's just like i just love (laughs) that noise i don't know why um so yeah i I like phantom menace but yeah the other the other two are awful quite frankly um but yeah they know that they they're just so over cgi'd and stuff it's just pretty crap were they 90s or 2000s I think 2000s they would have been, weren't they, actually? Oh, I'm really curious. Uh, I think The Phantom Menace might have been the 90s. Uh, 99. Oh, so just at the end of it. Yeah, so it would have been 13, 12, 13. Yeah, because yeah, I remember them coming out and having absolutely zero interest in going to see them. But you weren't in Star Wars in the first place, though, were you? No, I remember when... Because, like, I obviously... I didn't watch it when it came out in 77, but I was... I was alive, um, <laughs> but, but I would have seen them in the eighties. Yeah, and I remember I remember seeing all three of them in the eighties and really, really enjoying it. And then that was it. I just kind of, I 
kind of liked them and then kind of forgot about them if you know what i mean yeah um and then obviously those three came out and people were very you know they, they got a lot of uh slagging off basically yeah and then it's kind of like when they all kind of started coming out with all the other ones like rogue one and the last jedi and all those ones mm. it kind of got this like for me that was like even though i haven't seen them all but the way people were talking about them all it was like this massive revamp like everyone was like going on about them but it was yeah i mean yeah. when force awakens came out it was a family cinema trip and that had never been heard of in my family <laughs> mm. and we all went like us like my brother and sister and our partners um we all went and it was it was great i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed the force awakens <laughs> but we're not but we're not here to talk about this sorry so yeah exactly so so with with these ones um do, do you did you enjoy this one did you actually enjoy the first one i did yeah 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 what about you i, don't know I did doing. i did i wasn't like blown away you know it's kind of one of those things where you can kind of appreciate what they're doing <laughs> yeah it wasn't like i i wasn't like which another one i was which we can talk about as we go on but um this one i kind of just watched and i thought yeah this is a nice film and you know entertaining some action but that that was really about it i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to this day it's taken me a long time to really get to grips with the actual events of the movie mm. so <laughs> i had to watch i sent it you and you probably you still probably haven't watched oh, it fuck i was even today i was like i'm gonna watch that and then i forgot <laughs> so i don't know if any of you listeners are were into the tv show spaced uh by simon oh, Pegg. so yeah. love that he explains basically his theory that without a certain thing happening in the first film none of the events would happen and it's such a minor thing and it's just hilarious i'm gonna put it in the show notes because everyone should watch it <laughs> and he goes mm-hmm, like that <laughs> but yeah that it's it's quite is the word convoluted like where it's just it's sometimes it just seems a bit like overly mm. complex but but I, I i wonder if that is also because it's set in space and it's a world that we don't really understand so a lot of the words are foreign to us in a way you know like not maybe so much these days to, to listeners but to, to, like to, or, or to people who are fans but like someone who, like myself who wasn't massively you know knowledgeable of the, the universe like rebel alliance and things like that and little words that just kind of like j- would just get lost on you and so you kind of lose a bit of the flow within the narrative and i think that the first movie kind of falls prey to that a little bit well no i agree because it's like you know one of the reasons i kind of was a bit weary i wanted to do star wars but at the same time i was like weary of it is because people who know about it it's not because they sat and watched the film once and went oh it's this i Mm. mean yeah there's going to be one or two that did but in general it's it's star wars is like a a hobby an addiction a obsession yeah with people yeah. like people take this shit so seriously it's a religion and they look Jedi. it is a religion <laughs> they they look into every nook and cranny and they know it like 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 as if they were studying for a degree yeah you know and i think that's the reason why taking on a thing like star wars like you know me and you can well especially me can look at you know things like you know how hamill got the role and you know just inspirations and yeah. talk about like kind of the film a different way but when just it comes give spoilers to, like, as to our notes dude <laughs> yeah but do you know what i mean it's like but when it comes to the actual nitty-gritty part i'd feel like you'd need to watch it a few times and sit and then do a lot of research it's almost you were writing an essay yeah but, you know 
yeah yeah for me anyway because like you said all those words and stuff i'm like what Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah so for many years i was like that watching this movie but with 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 this watch through i was actually like oh i kind of already knew that so maybe subconsciously it had sunk in a little bit and i did did understand it i don't know well the last time i saw the, the i the only the last time i saw these films would have been in the 80s Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, big, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think maybe we get into a bit of the, the background of it. Like I said, you know, um, how some of them come about. Because I think it, as well, you have, um, like, like we said, Aunt Hamill, who was unknown at the time. Mm. And it was actually Robert England who encouraged him to get the role, which is kind of a connection to me. <laughs> 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 my love of horror because <laughs> um, England went for the role of Han Solo actually but he got turned down because he was apparently too young oh right that's I... Freddy Krueger by the way <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I really enjoy Mark Arnold's performance in this first movie mm. I think he nails it on the head and I think that's why he got the role isn't he because he's just yeah. so he's kind of innocent and he plays a young lad's like sort of inquisitive and you know yearns for nature really well i think and i never noticed that before but i really noticed that this time well no that's what i noticed because he kind of you know because i think he's only a teenager in it in it isn't he i think so and um you know he kind of has some teenager-esque qualities about him Mm. but i think the fact that they got an unknown and someone that kind of was a little wet behind the ears when they're up against (laughs) people like you know peter cushion and you know alec guinness and stuff like that it i think it needed someone who wasn't quite sure what they were doing as such yeah because that's what the role was yeah naive and i think that that's why he comes in he's very believable Mm. yeah i mean because because that's probably who he kind of was as a person when he was taking it taking the role you know yeah i i have to say i mean none of the actors were really well known were they so i do wonder if not that this you know they're actors so they are acting a role they are like Mm. pretending to be a personality but i do wonder in in retrospectively knowing those characters and those actors now if they were chosen because their personality their true personalities as you know mark hamill carrie fisher um harrison Mm. ford did shine through because i think in Han Solo, I mean, I don't know Harrison Ford personally, <laughs> but for what I know of him, he is a bit of a cheeky, cheeky guy like that. And I just think it shined, like, I wonder if that shined, shone through to to no, Lucas no, and that's I, why they were picked. No, I, I agree. Like, um, you know, apparently Al Pacino went it for the role, but didn't understand the script. And I personally couldn't picture Al Pacino as this because I feel like he's very serious, whereas... Harrison Ford's kind of like he's that guy that you meet that that thinks I can get all the girls I can do what I want you know I my looks and my charm will get me by yeah you know this type of thing I mean he does like sometimes you see the way he carries on and you're kind of like how have you not been shot and killed like in this but it's just (laughs) kind of like he's kind of got this like way about him where I, I think you're right that I feel like the way they carry on and with Carrie Fisher as well because like you know she's a very strong character and I feel like Carrie Fisher was a very strong character she was very outspoken and stuff like that and it probably was all personalities that 
and I think with with acting in general that's kind of a thing everyone I mean obviously if you're playing like a a serial killer or something or (laughs) you know something like that that's different but like you can bring parts of yourself into this so if you're a bit of a cocky guy good looking you know then that's who Solo was yeah you know what I mean in a sense and a great pilot <laughs> don't you know just reduce him to those things <laughs> no i know but like that's the thing he's like he's so fucking annoying but he's not he's just, oh he it, his cockiness i've never been a fan of that kind of cockiness in a guy mm. it's never been my thing but like at the same time i like can't take my eyes off of him because i find it i find that kind of level of like i'm the shit really fascinating to watch <laughs> Like to this day, I love watching people who are so separate from reality. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's very, I'm very, I'm very uh, strange because I love Han Solo and I have always loved him and his nature, his playful, like fun nature. And even like his flirtation, quite inappropriate flirtation with Leia. But in reality, yeah, if somebody was like that with me, I'd be like, yeah, jug on. (laughs) <laughs> exactly i've met those guys mm. and they just don't think they have to put in any work mm. <laughs> and you're like no <laughs> well i had to say alec i love alec obviously been with him a while um but he was a little bit like that at the beginning of our relationship and like he called me sweetheart and honey and things i'll be like no 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 that you gotta stop that mate <laughs> <laughs> and he did <laughs> yeah yeah but- that yeah yeah but, um, he's one of my I'll, I'll jump in like Han Solo is I, I think probably my favourite character in this um, the whole universe thing so. I I no I do I mine's um, Carrie Fisher but from Leia. the films I've seen Leia yeah sorry um, but I do enjoy watching Solo just because of the way he carries on yeah you know, I just think also well, he is he is quite badass at times no he is i no, i agree like i do like i don't i do think this i'm not just saying that his whole purpose is to look cute i mean mm. that's a bonus mm. like <laughs> I, like at the end of the day he you know he he does a job and he yeah you know while there's moments where you're thinking how are you pulling this off he still yeah. does the job like you know yeah. and uh, i do like that about him and i love the chemistry between him and Leia because she's kind of got that whole torn between I really want to tell you to fuck off but you're kind of cute <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean they work so well together and then I love the whole fact that you know spoiler um but this is 1977 so tough um <laughs> the fact that you know we don't know at this stage I mean obviously I knew watching it, it was the case but you wouldn't have known at this stage that Leia and Luke were sisters sister mm. and brother you know, so yeah. there's that kind of bit of a love triangle there as well. You know, I kind of thought, yeah. But when actually, when I was watching it this time and they kissed, I was like, oh. And every time me and my brother and sister would watch know. it, and they that don't happened. know. Yeah, you're like, you're brother and sister, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, it it kind of had that different um, take on it this time. But um, <laughs> like Leia's another character that I love because I just think she's such a strong. Mm. you know and you see her kind of progressing all the way through like at the start she's kind of all dolled up and in that white dress and it's just as it goes on i think it's the other way around oh no i think i think she's actually quite 
sophisticated and covered up and but regal at the same time in the first one and obviously quite innocent like the color coding like changes obviously her and luke a brother and sister twins that you don't know but they're both in the white sort of um innocent sort of vibe but yeah through as the movies progress i think she's actually she gets she gets made to look almost more damselly and it kind of pisses me off really yeah no i don't i don't feel that well case in point gold bikini third film (laughs) yeah but that was yeah but i don't feel like spoiler sorry jumped ahead yeah no no um yeah no no i I get what you mean in that sense what they were doing but like you know i i I don't feel like because that wasn't her that was she was being forced into that do you know what i mean but when she wasn't that she was Mm. you know she she had a fucking chain around her neck do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but then <laughs> she wasn't like, going anywhere yeah i guess i just don't know i yeah i don't know mm. <laughs> <laughs> um and going back to to han's relationship again i think his friendship with chewy is one of the the, the <gasps> best things yeah. about the entire thing yeah and i actually feel you i feel a little bit when you look back at like the prequels and the sequels i guess sequel tri- trilogy you i felt well not so much in the sequel one because they just feature but i felt bereft of chewie's presence and their bromance their i hate mm. to say the word bromance but like their friendship um because mm. i think it's one of the strongest things in it yeah no i must admit i do i do like that i think i feel like with them it's kind of like they're almost the strongest friendship in the whole thing yeah they are yeah or, do you know what i mean yeah. and he's like they're so loyal to each other you know there's genuine affection there yeah and it's it's so cleverly done because we don't understand Chewbacca's language the, the Wookiee mm. language and mm. um so I think that's how Harrison Ford's like reactions to something we don't understand what it's being said but the body language between them both yeah. it's, you yes, don't need to know no you don't need to know. It's just, and it's just really cleverly written I think and it's yeah and performed um and I think they they those two were I thought about this the other day and well, I didn't think about it actually thinking back on it it was Alec who said it and he was like do you think they were inspiration for like Rocket and Groot and I was just like do you know what I don't know oh. because it is kind of a similar vibe isn't it yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I that's something I want to look into I meant to look into to for this episode but I haven't but yeah I was just when I, I think about similarities in every way like a tall one that you know we don't understand his language but the smaller one does and you know mm. the their natures are so similar and i was just like wow yeah because <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said i think when watching films when somebody can get across so much without actually understanding the language yeah without us yeah. understanding what he's saying and I, you do yeah. with um chewy you know exactly how he's feeling by the tilt of a head yeah. when he makes the noise you know <laughs> yeah it's just that's quite good thank you um, yeah no no i do I, I really do love that but he is he's just like a big cuddly friend and he's just so lovely actually scrap that han solo is my favorite chewy is my favorite i love <laughs> chewy don't you just want to have a big cuddle from him yeah i just said that yeah sorry <laughs> i was obviously just thinking of it in my head <laughs> all right calm down get a room <laughs> no oh well <laughs> Um, I uh, a couple like what was it last Christmas? I had to do some films for um, 
the, my workplace and I work with academics and mm. we decided to do sort of a Christmas campaign around because of the rise of um, Skywalker mm. was coming out so we did this campaign called the rise of research and um, oh yeah I remember that yeah yeah and a few of our academics did some videos and podcasts discussing like the mental sort of he- uh, uh, sort of health around uh, the characters and also um, one of them did it around the politics of the character uh, that what's depicted in Star Wars and um, yeah I was looking into it as well and I obviously don't know my American history that much but when this was written there was and and the past sort of around sort of um the time yeah lucas was growing up and stuff the usa was in turmoil with Hmm. um russia russia yeah and uh, and apparently this is like representative of that because you've got Hmm. you've got you know lovely people or whatever <laughs> in this world who are uh who were against the evil empire which is you know s- subtly uh conveyed as russia in this and the in these movies mm. and i just thought it was really interesting and I, I think that's another thing that can be really interesting about fantasy and sci-fi and how you can make these sort of um metaphor is it metaphor or analogy yeah. um out of real life and so so people would watch this thinking, yeah, they're beating the bad guys, yeah, uh, history, all that sort of stuff. So, not well, I, articulating that. No, I, well, I, I, no, I agree with that. I think it's a way of kind of bringing it in without saying it. Do you know what I mean? They don't yeah. obviously have to mention... You don't have to name names. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, no, I don't mean you. I mean, like, when you watch a film like this, I mean, obviously they're not going to come out and say that... They're not going to say the word Russia, are they? Um, no. But, yeah, no, I think... Um, yeah, I do think with with sci-fi because obviously it's a world we do, like you said we don't understand it, so you know you kind of make it a way that we can kind of like relate mm. to certain things that are going on in in our world. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's all also in the visual, isn't it? Like, if you think about the bad guys, what are they called? The Empire, <laughs> <laughs> and how they're dressed. It's also it. It does look kind of Nazi-like, doesn't it? It's there. Mm. It's that kind of depiction. So there is sort of physical and aesthetic representation of yeah a part in our history that we can see in like, like Lynch onto and go. Yeah, I can see what you're doing there, and yeah, you're you're raising this sentiment in me from this, um, which again I think is really clever in this movie. I think I think though as well, what I like about films like this is it kind of suits. Like, I don't know what this is, but it's probably a 12 or something. But it kind of suits every age in the fact that when you watch a film like this, when you're 12 or 10, you'll be like, yeah, they're getting the bad guys, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's just this fun action, spaceships, you know, this kind of stuff. But then when you get older, you like what you've just spoken about. And Mm. I that's one thing I do like about film is the fact that I could watch a film today that I watched for the first time 25 years ago and I look at it completely different. And yeah. that's fine with a film like this because you don't expect a child to start going into no. how it looks like America and Russia. Um, so I think in that sense, it's a great film and in the sense it suits everyone and yeah. you take out of it what you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sure. So, oh, I, so do, have a, I do have a random fact. <laughs> Give me your fact. <laughs> this was the first motion fic- uh, picture film 
to be released in the First Nations language in uh, and that of Navajo in 2013. Really? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to mention Darth Vader? We should probably talk about the bad guy. <laughs> the main bad guy. <laughs> I, oh, the problem is whenever now I think of him, I just think of um, the film Spaceballs. I've never seen that. <gasps> so good. Sorry. <laughs> There's Star Wars fans now going, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love Darth Vader. I know you're not supposed to, but I think he's great. I think he is one of the best bad guys. Not because he's bad, because I don't think he is actually ultimately bad. And obviously, yeah, it proves not we, to we be. We find out, yeah. I just think everything about him is really cool. It, like interesting like his outfit and his iconic voice and even his like backstory and everything i just think it's really interesting and the fact that he isn't the main main bad guy because you've got the emperor he's he's the the, what yeah. is it, the apprentice and you don't realize like, do you know what i mean like sidious what Darth that's Sidi- his name who this the creepy guy with the hood is that who you're on about Darth. <laughs> The Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Is that his name? Sidious. Oh. Yeah, he's a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, well, when you think about it, right, it's kind of like Darth Vader got kind of caught up with some bad people, got a bit sucked in. Probably his life wasn't going great. I haven't seen the first three, so this is just me winging it. Oh, my God. And then some guy, me. <laughs> this guy, Mr. Sidious, he kind of knew how to manipulate the situation and kind of like, Dragged him in to his bad shit. As much as that did pain me, that is kind of what happened. But <laughs> I don't even need to see the three films to know that. <laughs> I'm just so in tune with what's going on with Vader. Uh, well. <laughs> Again, Star Wars fans. No! <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Uh, yeah, kind of. But I do think he is genuinely terrifying as well oh god yeah he is he's a great character as well because you can't see him no. you don't know what he looks like and obviously we'll go on to it in the for the third one but well you know you do but like you just get to imagine yeah. what is under there and i think that's you know? why in the later in the sequel trilogy that's why kylo ren holds so much uh mystique as well because i i love kylo ren as well and i think again it's because he is emulating darth vader Mm. yeah so and yeah like you say there's lots of lots of mystique there yeah huge like it's it's the that, that's the the scariest thing is not knowing what yeah. you're dealing with and yeah. with darth vader you never because you can't see him we can't see his expressions because yeah. expressions tell you so much so we can't see that so this you know it's perfect in a sense because you're just like mm. i have no clue and he's got like that skull like mask which is yeah very terrifying yeah and his dark outfit and his red lightsaber (laughs) when you think about it that that um kind of skeleton head thing it's on fucking warnings as toxic and yeah you know this will kill you (laughs) (laughs) and he does (laughs) he's a bit naughty from time to time Uh, just a little bit yeah (laughs) oh darth you (laughs) We haven't mentioned R2-D2 and C-3PO. I don't... I like R2-D2, C-3PO, not so much. 
I do think they're a bit of comic relief, though. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, they're perfect together. Mm. Um, but, yeah, on their own. Meh. Meh. <laughs> no, not for you. Not C-3PO, no. R2-D2, yeah. for sure. But, again, I think yeah. it's that charm. It's that... Bleep, 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 bleep. I, don't, I, I don't need to know what you're saying. It's just... It just works. <laughs> it's like Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> it just says it all. Mm. Yeah, they're quite endearing, aren't they, those types of characters? Like, um, when you don't know what they're saying, you can kind of... But yeah, easier to kind of go. Oh, but yeah, like the banter between them two, like, oh, oh, two, 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 blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh. Um, and I think again, they're really ahead of their time. Well, is R two D? No, sorry, is three CPO? Or does he look a bit like Metro- Is it Metrono? Metropolis. He looks a bit like that. So maybe he took the inspiration from that. But yeah, R two D two is actually quite innovative. I think, and. Yeah, no, I I think in general because yeah, you you know I suppose again you have to remember this was back in seventy seven like in mm. seventy seven this was fucking great and like that's one thing I will say obviously you watch stuff like this now and you if they did it today it would you know look different but I think they did a great fucking job oh yeah with the technology they had like you can't you know I think it's a film where if you don't necessarily like the story you have to at least appreciate what they've done yeah so if people turn around and say Star Wars is shit. Which I know I jokingly talk about stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you what you got to appreciate that they did a good fucking thing there. So I'm going to give you uh, yeah. some insight, which Star Wars fans will know, but you won't know because you haven't seen the prequel. But Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, created C-3PO. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say it's Anakin, and I was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> no <laughs> I do like I have to say I do like C-3PO's sort of um, human touches like when they're in the garbage disposal thing in this mm-hmm. and he's trying to like get R2-D2 to fiz- fix the circuit yeah. so that it stops and, and then they're going yes yes you so just like oh no we're too late or something <laughs> and it's just that is really funny <laughs> look you can hear them screaming in agony or whatever he says <laughs> if they ever do a play on star wars i think that's who you should play <laughs> thanks <laughs> no <laughs> so moving on to star wars episode five the empire strikes back directed by Irvin Kirshner in 1980. So, sorry about that noise. That's my kitten moving the blinds. <laughs> I was about to go, Harry, you're blind. You're blind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm okay, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> he had his balls chopped off today, so I'm giving him a free pass to be a little bit naughty. <laughs> Though not too naughty, do you hear? Yeah? Alright. So, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Three years... After the events of the first film, Empire Strike Back follows the crew once again as they... What? I just saw a little paw. <laughs> look, 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 Harry. Oh, is it gone? Sorry. Back to, back to the Empire Strikes Back. There it is. <laughs> You're ruining my mojo here, mate. Sorry. Go on. That's my fault. No, it's not. It's, it's like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Three... Where was I? Once again, as they are overempowered by the Empire on the ice planet Hoth, Luke is instructed by his late mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, to visit the planet of Dagobah uh, to be trained in the Jedi arts by Yoda. Uh, 
while his friends are pursued by Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Just because he's in this little paw. (laughs) And the bounty hunter. Stop licking my fingers. And And a bounty hunter named Boba Fett all over the galaxy. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was shit's going down shit's going down oh sorry that was a terrible terrible attempt but maybe you should do it <laughs> i think it made it's funner with the cat antics going on in the background mm-hmm. okay uh all right well jump in straight into it what do you think of this movie I enjoyed it. I liked the whole um I've always been a big fan of Yoda. Yeah. Um and so I I really enjoyed that scene of uh, the, the whole thing with him of um like how he goes from kind of like a an annoying toddler almost. Uh, you know when he's trying to get in to you know he's just kind of getting Ooh. in and out of things and stuff like that and um you I know I feel like I've this... got one of those right now. <laughs> I have one. She's asleep right now. Um, that's the first thing I thought of, actually. And um, I watched a documentary uh, before we did this um, a few weeks back. Uh, George Lucas was talking about Yoda and how they created him from like this mytholo- mythological stories of like fairy tales of like a hero meeting a little creature on the side of the road. Yeah. And, um, and he wanted, um, they said that he, Yoda to be a character that you didn't really pay much attention to and kind of like baby-like but then he turns out to be like the most powerful jedi in the universe yeah you know, they want to do that kind of like you know baby-esque thing and that is the vibe that he actually gives off so um but i just i just really enjoyed that whole kind of interaction you know when you kind of like meet someone and you're like oh you're just you know when people kind of you know who are a bit kind of like up their own arses and they kind of meet someone you're just like you're just an irritation until they realize that actually i need you yeah and then their whole persona kind of changes which is what this whole thing is Mm. but i loved that whole um in the is it a cave or something that they're in um with yoda so i did i did enjoy that that was like one of my favorite scenes all that yeah i love all that i think i'm gonna say it outright this is my favorite of the three Mm. I think it's it it sort of upped its maturity, it's mm. upped its um, it's upped its uh, darkness really. But I suppose that's in the title, isn't it? Empire Strikes Back. You know it's going to be mm. intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I this is definitely one of my favorite out of the three. And yeah, that is largely as well due to Yoda because I think he's such an interesting character. Mm. And I geeked out this evening. And watched a few YouTube videos on him. Do you know he's nine hundred years old in this? Like really? when, when we meet him, and he's part of this. Um, apparently, he's part of this sort of alien race, which potentially predate any like human beings. And yeah, he, and like it's funny because all the fan art that comes with it that was on this video, and he's got like long flowing hair and stuff, and you're just like, what? It's Yoda, yo! <laughs> but it, I, like, I actually enjoyed watching this video all about his past, so highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a character. Um, I remember when I watched the films the first time around, he was someone that I really liked, and he, you know, it's definitely a, you know, don't kind of judge someone of what they can do yeah 
when you first meet them because he's so cute and you're like oh you just want to pick him up and give him a cuddle or type oh, I love thing, his little bum as it's wiggling yeah. when he's like in his rucksack or whatever it is <laughs> yeah no I, I I yeah no I really enjoyed that whole kind of thing and he's kind of like um because wasn't Obi trained by Yoda yes I believe so yeah yeah. No, because no, no, that well, partly maybe, but Qui Gon Jinn was Obi Wan Kenobi's master. Oh right, okay. If you'd have watched the first trilogy, you'd have known that. That's my Alec Guinness voice. <laughs> oh yeah, because I think in the documentary I watched, um, Lucas. Oh yeah, discusses how Obi Wan was supposed to be the trainer, mm. but in a rewrite they killed him off. So Yoda, who was like the Uber Jedi um, master, was created. And yeah, I thought I thought Luke Scott, Luke, uh, Lucas said in it that he was Obi's trainer. Maybe in the documentary I watched. Well, um, but that, but then yeah, that's why, and they had him come back as a spirit. Well, maybe, but I don't. Well, I don't know if that is canon or not. But I could have swore Lucas said that. But in the Phantom Menace, Obi Wan Kenobi's master is Qui Gon Jinn. But then he does die. No, but then Obi Wan becomes Anakin's master. So no. I don't know. Well, then Lucas is full of shit in his own documentary. Wow. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I know. Maybe... I feel I need to re-watch it now and go back to make sure I picked him up right. <laughs> I, I would I would watch... Oh, re-watch the documentary? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I would watch Phantom Menace. It's highly entertaining. It's, like, it. oh, it's got one of the best fucking Jedi lightsaber battles ever with Darth Maul. Like, for real. Hmm. And the music. Da, da, da. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I do also think, though, with this one, it's kind of like um, we kind of get to see Luke. I I mean, I may be full of shit here, but like on the verge of kind of going to the dark side. No. Yeah. No. He. he yeah. I, I think that's one of the most interesting things about this movie as well. Hmm. Sorry. I was jump, jumping in on your point. Finish and I'll join you in. <laughs> no, but it's like because he's quite hot, hot headed and um apparently he's similar to Anakin how he reacts and like there's a bit where because you see him kind of torn in a sense of wanting to be like on the right side Mm. wanting to be a Jedi but then he has all these issues you know which as well was quite different to Obi because Obi was like um he seemed a bit more kind of like wanted to do the right thing and knew who to how to do the right thing and I think in a sense that's what got Obi killed because he wasn't willing to take that necessary step to kill Vader over himself if you know what I mean um, and yeah. I think because doesn't at one point Luke kind of starts freaking out and swinging swords and stuff and you know he's just got so much to learn but I think he he's on the verge and I think he's very torn between he wants to do the right thing but sometimes his mind takes him to the darker place well that's it isn't it it's it's this film explores like the conflict of our our inner self and you see that you see Mm. that especially at the end when he's reflects reflective over the fact that his his arm is like part droid now so after so the fight between luke and vader where he finds out vader's his dad spoiler biggest spoiler in the world <laughs> um and and then it, he did snog his sister but okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's at that point where he's like join me luke and and you know he's been fighting with this fact that he might be tempted by the dark side throughout the whole thing and mm. then he rejects it but when he rejects it 
he becomes part droid and he realizes he's actually slowly becoming like his father and it is this it's like a symbolic representation mm. of his attachment to the dark side and i just think i think it's really clever um and i am always i i would totally be a bad guy in these movies i know <laughs> but, i wouldn't <laughs> but he he is drawn to the dark side isn't he like and mm. and i think i think i this movie explores it in a really interesting way i like it yeah no no that's what that's 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 one thing i like because i think with that scene it's like not much good not that scene sorry but the film not much goes on in the sense like with the others there's a lot more action-packed stuff going on so you're kind of like visually i don't feel like because i've read somewhere people like not much happens in this film but i think they mean that in the sense of like all the action like because with the other two films Mm. it's very visually stimulating in the fact we've got all these big massive scenes and you know fighting and all that kind of stuff whereas this it's more like what you're listening to like what the story's trying to tell you yeah rather than those big massive action scenes and i think that's where people sometimes get confused in the sense that not as much goes on in here well it does it gives you so much it just doesn't do it in the big spectacle as such as i feel as the other two yeah they're more of a spectacle because i i I remember thinking when watching this because i i'm a sucker for action scenes i just love them and i remember thinking with the the first and especially the third one i was like my god look you know action everywhere whereas with this one it was a bit less uh is it though i I don't know you've got the whole scene on hoth and you've got the monster on hoth and you've got han solo going to save him and then mm, yeah maybe you're right but yeah well maybe out of the three like there's still stuff there but the other two more so yeah yeah you probably know yeah you're right you i agree yeah yeah I think in this movie as well, emotions are so high amongst everybody, mm. but especially with Chewie. <laughs> he is so, isn't he? He's just like, we said this about the other film, but he's everybody's raw emotion in this movie. Like mm. like when Hans, like, oh, sorry, when C-3PO gets torn into bits and he's just like, and he finds his like body and he's like fighting over him. And then when, when Han gets put into the carbonite and everything and he's just like 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 rests his head against Han goes into that so calmly I know quote (laughs) no he really does yeah he does and isn't that badass but I suppose that's that's solo all over isn't it it's like whatevs yeah I'm not gonna show you that you're pissing me off yeah yeah (laughs) that I'm afraid what me nah (laughs) i did this last week just for funsies (laughs) yeah yeah i do think he is a little bit overbearing in the relationship stakes with leia in this like he's a bit in her face who han yeah oh yeah i do like landau calrissian in this as well i think he's got oh yeah that's um what's his name billy d williams i don't know is that i'm sorry i should know his name but i don't I will say, I I am actually shocked that you don't enjoy this one as much as the others because I think this one's more of a has more of like a horror element than the other ones. No, I I thinking about them, I enjoy the third one is my favorite, mm. then this one, then the first one. Mm. Yeah, you know. Ha, um, but, I know. But I I, I liked. <laughs> You said it all the way through, aren't you? Um, no, I like this one, but with his character, what's his name again? Billy D. Williams. Lando. Yeah. Um, 
because I, I was kind of watching. I was like, did I thought he was betraying them when well, he kind of hands him over? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I, I, I was like, yeah, this guy's all right. And I was like, you dick. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I was, I, I, I didn't know what I was meant to think of him. If I'm honest with you, I think you're kind of giving a signifier that he's a bad guy with his cape, though, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I, I thought that as well. He's um, but he just. He's kind of like one of those, um, you know, characters that you, you you don't know whether you're supposed to root for him or not. But he's kind of charming, so you like him. Um, and then there's like kind of a, well, the cape thing, bit of a sinister side to him. So yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to think of him. And then he kind of slightly redeems himself, doesn't he? And he's kind of like, I didn't know. Like he doesn't realize what's going to happen to them happens to them do you believe him he seemed very convincing and sincere so i i was i was i was on the fence with him i, I think... wouldn't tell him my darkest secrets put it that way no i don't think you're ever meant to like no. if you've seen hope solo a star wars story his younger version his younger self is in that and him and han always have they've got like this great friendship but that's sort of yeah always underhand did kind of thing yeah i feel like money always comes into it yeah well he, you know he I mean? used to own the millennium falcon and him yeah. and han like gambled with him and, and won it basically yeah exactly <laughs> did you notice um so i read and my I think my brother told me as well that like they wrote it that um mark hamill's character luke gets so like facially like messed up at the beginning of this movie because um hamill had a car crash and was scarred in that way following really yeah which is really quite sad yeah but yeah they have but i think it was quite recent so that's why he looks quite messed up and that's like like part of his actual scarring oh no i didn't know that yeah Hmm. Um, don't don't you love how like harrison for not just in this movie but just his way of acting how he pronounces everything how like say in Indiana Jones when he's say I don't know which one it is when he's going we are going to die and he yeah. does that in this as well it's just like his way <laughs> with him it's eyes yeah he's all about his eyes like whenever I watch him I find myself looking at his eyes because when you know it's, it's a general kind of thing where when you're talking to someone they can say what they want but their eyes give it all away yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, but him in this, in, in in general, Harrison Ford as a character, it's just he has a way of how he pulls faces, mm. like looks just a simple kind of like, like the side of the, the, the mouth kind of goes up a little bit or his eye, you know, it's just he's, he gives it all away. Yeah. Like, I feel like Harrison Ford would be the worst liar in the world because his face would completely tell a different story. Well, I don't know. There's that scene in the first one where he sat in the bar when we first meet him and he's getting his gun out and you can't tell by his face that he's getting his gun out. <laughs> gonna, I'll, I'll look at that again. I'll be able to tell. <laughs> okay. Me and Harrison, we, we're in tune. I'm going to call my firstborn son Harrison. It was a... Oh, are you having a boy? No, are but... Are you pregnant? Is if... that what you're, you're drinking Prosecco. You better not be. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a child and it's a boy... He's going to be Harrison, Harry's son. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's not uh, self-indulgent at all. <laughs> hey, men give their surnames away. Why can't I do that? <laughs> um, I think, uh, so 
well, it, it comes across in the uh, posters as well. But I think there's a very much a colour scheme with these movies. Um, and so, like, the first one is sort of very sort of... I view it in my mind as kind of, like, sandy, obviously because it's set largely on, like, Tatooine, which is a sort of sandy um, mm. planet. And then in this one, there's, like, blues. It's, like, you know, blue and dark and cold and you know lost its warmth from the first one and then in the third one you've got like this green earthy vibe um and that's how i i just can't um compartmentalize these movies into that kind of thing i don't know why <laughs> so this movie Look to me is cold Actually, and blue. You're, you're right i've just i've just got up the pictures here but funny enough like you've got like the return of the jedi and the phantom menace and that's all like the purple yeah and then like the last jedi force awakens revenge of the sith has that kind of red mm. and then like a new hope kind of goldy blue but then then right yeah they, they kind of all have a bit of um empire strikes back the green um oh well, no i think empire empire is like bluey and cold and yeah but it's kind of greeny blue yeah but no but what i'm saying is how i oh, visual right. like how yeah. i yeah color code them in my head <laughs> all to do with their planets obviously <laughs> where was it who was who asked you um which movie does planet hearth star in and you were like uh well, who did that was it dev no was... i think it was james yes so yeah science yeah. guys he said something and i was like what, what's the fuck are you on about that's right yeah well, see that's because i don't know names they need to like call it something simple like Barbados or something, and then <laughs> and then I'll remember it. They're not gonna <laughs> the other Barbados. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Are we moving on to the third one? I'd say so. Your turn. Okay. Um. So now it's Star Wars episode. Well, obviously, episode six, Return of the Jedi. I saw you looking at those Roman numerals, like. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's the third one that's not the third one yeah uh directed by richard marquon in 1983 and uh, this is from letterboxd because i was like i ain't writing a fucking synopsis um luke skywalker (laughs) well if spy hearts can take theirs from letterboxd i'm taking it from letterboxd oh right Um, okay luke skywalker leads a mission to rescue his friend han solo from the clutches of jabba the hut while the emperor seeks to destroy the rebellion once and for all with a second dreaded Death Star. Nice. Da da da. <laughs> I hope that explains everything. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, I think this movie is highly enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed this one. And I would just like to say it features Ewoks, and I had a birthday party that was E themed, and I dressed as an Ewok, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. You did. <laughs> Yeah, it's very ill that night as well. <laughs> Did I go to that one? No, you didn't. Steve came I, to I that went, one. Uh, I went to the H one. You, yeah, that was at uni though. That was in our house at uni. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I do enjoy this one. Um, I felt like, I think this is probably my favourite out of the three. Mm. Um, it is my favourite out of the three. Um, and I feel like it's quite darker than the others in the whole uh, Luke and Vader and Sidious thing that takes a bit of a a bit of a turn I think it's in sorry to 
cutting. You just gave me a thought. Cut away. (laughs) I think it's interesting because Luke's and Lee... I don't know, reached... I don't know what you call it, like, second-level Jedi in this. But he almost comes across as darker. Like, he's just lost a bit of himself. And I know in the Jedi way, you're meant to become a Jedi and control your emotions. Um, Whereas, like, I think in the Sith way... You meant to suppress them, maybe? I'm not sure what their actual ethos is. But like in this, it's almost like... It's almost like a symbolism of maturity, but in a way, I dislike him more because he's lost that naivety and he almost comes across... He's like, he's dressed dark, isn't he, as well? Like, Mm. he's kind of lost that purity that he had before and it's almost like he is dark and I suppose it is because we're still ambivalent and unsure about whether he is going to pick the dark side or not so it's really actually quite clever in how they represent that but yeah I'm a bit like hmm, I don't know about you Luke but that's kind of a natural progression because when you think about it he kind of was living where he was and everything was you know mm. kind of just normal everyday life and then he kind of gets wrapped up in all this stuff and like he's all excited oh I can do this and I want to be a Jedi and all this kind of stuff but then by the third one he's seen a lot of shit yeah he's grow. he's had to, he's kind of been forced to kind of grow up a little bit yeah. and realize what is actually going on in the in the world big wide galaxy and out there. yeah that that's gonna kind of make you a bit more you know yeah. take the naive sense away because he's seen so much now mm-hmm. he's not naive to it anymore in a sense do you know what I mean and he's he's full of all these fucking emotions and the fact that you know vader is his dad who's trying to like bring him on the dark side and you know trying to cause him harm and then you've got this other fella you know the creepy hug guy sidious he's like go on do it you know what i mean it's just all very it's all very emotional yeah no it is and yeah i think they depict it in a clever way like visually like i said and like in his performance because he's suddenly like you will i'm 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 doing the whole jedi mind trick then Lorraine right oh, now. you got me there <laughs> you will listen to me she did <laughs> do that with the cat <laughs> yeah oh he's fucked off somewhere <laughs> well, he'll be fine <laughs> but yeah so yeah he he yeah he's reached that kind of level and i'm unsure about him and why is he so <laughs> yeah no definitely um i, th- I find this one also um a bit disturbing in the whole jabba the hut scene yeah yes he's he's vile isn't he and his his um the way he uh works the female sex as well isn't nice either yeah because i remember when i first would have first watched this i wouldn't have got how bad that was because like i said i would have been very young yeah um, uh, very early probably teenage years when i watched this um but i remember watching it and just thinking how fucking disgusting it was and you know but what kind of makes me what's really kind of a bit fucked up about it is you know the way she's the way leia's in that bikini you know she's very vulnerable she's very exposed and chained up and stuff and yet a lot of men have fantasies about her in that bikini ross geller that's fucked up because it's fucking gross she sat next to a big giant slug well i'm sure they omit the giant slug from there (laughs) no i know but that's the thing it's like if i I, yeah but don't forget 
in the marketing back in the day, she probably wasn't in front of Jabba. She was probably like stood next to like Luke or Han, and was just like, you know, I'm yeah, not. But you still see it. That it's kind of like, yeah. I don't think that they obviously did it to make them all look like appealing to look at. But mm. at the same time, you still watch this and see this scene. Yeah. She's fucking sat on a slug with a chain around her neck. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't like it. And it, it, I and everyone's like, yeah, but she kills Jabra. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not like a stick in the mud. But I think they are just using Carrie Fisher there to just be like, ooh, look, we've got her in a bikini. Eye candy. Eye candy, yeah. And I don't like it, quite frankly. And watching those scenes, I was just like, ooh, nah, you... you mm. You went a bit too far there, mate. You know? Yeah, no, I I didn't like that at all. I I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. Because we don't... You know? Do we see any of the males topless in this? Not that I recall. No, you don't see any flesh from them at all, really, do you? But, oh... But that's she's... the way it was with films back then. Like, if you look at any of the Bond films or anything like that... Oh, yeah, the women no. are usually in fucking bikinis or something. And it's not them. I mean, they're all gorgeous and they look fucking amazing. But I don't know. It's just... I just thought this fucking scene was just... It grossed me out so badly. No, it is. But, yeah, I suppose, actually, they've 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 actually done a really sort of interesting representation of, like, the sleazy man. And in the fact that mm. he's sli- he's a slimy man. Like, fucking Ooh. literally. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe, <laughs> it, maybe it's an extreme representation of, like, she's made to be objectified in this way by the most disgusting being out there. And it's a representation mm. of... Yeah, uh, my, my brain's coming around to that, actually. Maybe it is that, and maybe that's quite good. And then she actually, like, kills the fucker. I don't... Yeah, yeah, maybe... Yeah. Yeah, but it's just... Ugh, it's just fucking disgusting. I hated that scene. Yeah. And I, when she strangled him, even when she strangled him in the way he was like... Bleh, I was like, oh, it's so fucking gross. What is it? He's like... Me so, so, blah, 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 blah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But then he's he's I don't know I suppose he's um, he's based on people like potentially like Al Capone and and things like that and like these big fat old gangsters from the past you know no offense (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I had my nephew around the other day and I showed him we got talking about San Francisco which is funnily enough where like Lucas comes from and that sort of area and uh, I showed him a video of my trip to San Francisco and Alcatraz came up and he was like what's that and I said well that's Alcatraz I said where many famous prisoners kind of stay there like Al Capone the gangster and he went and I forget how old because he's like nearly as tall as me I forget how young he is he's like eight years old and he said what's a gangster and I was just like shit (laughs) <laughs> I was just like I can't really explain that one and can I explain it I don't know so I was just like moving on Pentax look there's the kitten <laughs> but yeah I was just like oh I love that he's so innocent that he doesn't know what a gangster is <laughs> that's so innocent mm. so yeah yeah I suppose Jabba is a, 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 you know a sci-fi representation of those dodgy geese, those ugly dodgy geezers mm. that are in power and they can look at any way they want but because they're so powerful enough they can abuse they get they, away with it they get away with it yeah yeah well you didn't you fucker because she killed you yeah boom and that yeah but um i do it yeah. does kind of rile me ever so much though that even though she still manages to save herself luke a male 
and the you know the 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 knight of it I suppose has to you know hold her in his arms and get her to safety onto the platform as the heroine's like fuck off mate <laughs> I don't know <laughs> But I think it's well, like when you think about it, coming out uh, when, when this it, film came yeah. out, it was kind of the it was the way it was done, so to speak. I um, know, I know. But because I, I do, I think sometimes you you have to you have to kind of. I mean, it's 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 easier for us now to be like, yeah, she should have fucking done it herself type thing. But I think it's the time, and it's not that that's an excuse, but. No, you know, no, I know I, what you're saying. I, I wouldn't have thought anything then. of it back in the day. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But I think that's the whole point of growing and growing with films and stuff like that. Is That's one thing I like about stuff like this, especially films like this that are from the 70s and 80s, is you, as a you know person who's now in her 40s, I get to see them in a completely different light. And it's almost like you're watching it again for the first time because you're seeing stuff that you never would have thought before. Yeah. It's quite shocking sometimes, some of the films I watch, and I remember seeing them as a child and not thinking there was anything wrong with it. It's like Labyrinth. I love that movie, but you watch it now and you do notice David Barry's package a lot. (laughs) It's like um, The Breakfast Club. You know when he looks up her skirt? Yeah. Well, when 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 I remember seeing that back in the eighties, I was like, "Oh my god, you shouldn't have done that." And now I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? How I was horrified. Whereas back in the eighties, it's just like, you know, because guys did that. They looked up girls' skirts. It was something you're just like, "Oh, piss off," type thing. Whereas, you know, and mm. that's how I would have looked at someone like this, as in, "Oh, he shouldn't be doing that." Yeah. You know, but in more of a, he should, you know, just not as, not as horrified as I should have been. Do you know what I type? Yeah. Thing? No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, but I think moving on to the scene with um, I think the whole scene with Vader and Sidious and Luke, I really enjoyed all that. It was yeah. it was very hard to kind of take, and it was quite heartbreaking at the same time. Yes, um, a lot of emotions there. Whoa, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was just like... no, it was because basically, like Vader is Luke's dad. He's kind of st- he's starting to kind of like. Um, you know, actually, I don't want to do this. Mm. And Sidious is trying to make him do it. And like this whole kind of back and forth type thing that's going on. And, um, you know, I really like how Luke doesn't waver and doesn't, you know, kind of go to the dark side, so to speak. And it's yeah. just that whole thing. It's like you, do, you just kind of don't know what's going to happen because nobody, apart from Sidious, who is obviously an evil bastard, but you can kind of see with with vader how it's starting to turn but you don't actually know how he's going to go because he's scared of you know sidious and all that kind of stuff it's just it's quite an interesting bit to watch well it's it comes down to like i suppose a discussion of like nature versus nurture doesn't it because oh yeah i never even thought that well done you (laughs) thanks mate (laughs) no that's not patronizing at all I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. Harry has an original thought. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, but it is, isn't it? Because I think that's I think that's probably what the whole saga is about. Because at the end of the day, the Skywalkers, Leia included, are all related, mm. and it comes down to that fact that they all kind of know it at the end of the day, even though mm. everything is against them. Like they, the twins get separated at birth and Leia gets raised by these royals and they and um Luke gets raised by 
an auntie and uncle who leaves her his auntie and uncle and mm. and vader gets in a way well he kind of gets raised by jedis and then he gets raised by sidious but it all comes down to the fact that naturally they're all joined and they've sensed that and underlying it all they they sense one another and love one another and i think that scene is like really about that because it's kind of like sidious yeah you 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 made vader what he is but at the end of the day now nah, mate his son is the one that he cares for do you know mm. yeah at the end of the day it meant nothing yeah because like his love i suppose as a father overtook everything else yeah so everything you had taught him was shit and worthless yeah and piece of fucking shit with your stupid fucking hood I just literally pictured you in that scene, just pulling that face that you just did. <laughs> Sidious going, shit, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> oh, he was such a prick, wasn't he? Yeah, he is. Sorry, I just oh, hit my, my... I was so happy when your man, when Vader chucked him over that thing. Mm. It's all very like, like, slowly dramatic though, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> oh. But then when he, oh my God, but then when he takes off his, his helmet. I know, and he's this depleted sort of damaged yeah he's like the, yeah. the whole the, like because the whole thing about vader like we were saying like this whole powerful kind of like scary uh, unknown being and then he takes off and he's just like this little kind of like weak looking dying kind of like older man mm. like the helmet is the power yes yeah know? yeah yes it's very sad Sorry, that sounded so insincere, but it is. <laughs> it's like so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, now, Jane. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's quite. It, um, it's a, a very emotive scene. Um, does make me I, laugh though. Sorry, going back to an earlier scene, I think it is when Luke's just like, "Yo, Leia, you're my sister," and she's just like. In a way, I've kind of always known. It's just like, well, why did you kiss your brother? You know? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure then. Yeah. Okay? It was like <laughs> after. I was like, mm, that's like kissing your brother. Do you know what? We should just redub this whole movie in our own way. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's my brother, so I can't like do it. <laughs> uh, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in your note, you've written something about stormtroopers. So what's your beef? <laughs> I was watching the scene with the stormtroopers and the, you know, the, the Gru robots. Um, <laughs> the skinny legs and the big body. Um, and uh, I was just thinking, yeah, the, the stormtroopers, right. The <laughs> stormtroopers in the fridge. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just when when they were fighting the teddy bears. Ewoks, like, come on! Oh, I mean, cultural teddy bears. <laughs> they're fucking teddy bears, and it's just the way that they were fighting them, and they were so shit. They're like the worst fucking army. Yeah, they are. I agree. In the history of film, I yeah. mean, I could just like kick the shit out of all of them. Like they 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 have zero <laughs> effect on like, anything. Uh, oh, oh, you're behind me. Oh, uh, shit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got those fucking things on where Thank it you, should darling. be a lot harder to to hurt them. But yeah, it was like basically, how the fuck can you not handle a bunch of bears? 
Yeah. And they weren't even big bears. They were little cuddly bears. They were like Paddington bear. Uh, yeah, but, well, no, let's get it right. They're savage bears in the fact that they, you know, they want to... They've lived on this moon. They, they're hunters. Um, yeah, they tried to spit roast Han. And... <laughs> spit roast? <laughs> yeah, they do. They've got... <laughs> Do you know what spit roasting means? They did not try to spit roast hard. They do. They were spit roasting. <laughs> they do. They. I remember you the time I, I. I remember the time roasting. I found out what spit roasting meant. I was what, horrified. What's spit roasting in a sexual content? In a non-sexual. I don't. It means a. It means. It means there's a, somebody in the middle, and there's something <laughs> at the the mouth, and there's something behind. Like you know the way when you see like a a a, a, a pig. Um cooking over a fire basically you're giving someone a blowjob by taking it up the ass <laughs> oh my god that's not what i meant i meant but that's that... what spit roast means. no but they spit want and... <laughs> yeah, they go into like like burn them for food aren't they over a spit roast fire. yeah yeah, yeah. because you're it's in both ends yeah but no yeah, you're no, but, not understanding. I'm not trying to make this a sexual thing. This is what they're trying to do to Han and Luke and Leia. Know, but you, yeah, but you said the no, word no. spit roasting, which is what it is. Well, I meant it in its original primal sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So they are badass. Yeah. So they're they're not. You know, like Alex said. Actually, in fairness to him, it is drunken haze. Hey. Can, can I, I finish my sentence? Can I say one thing? What? Oh. When they suddenly, from nowhere... Can you hear this? Yeah. Okay. From nowhere, they were... It's in your normal accent. Okay. From nowhere, they were like little cute things, and then the next thing, they've got like catapults and like all sorts of stuff. He's not wrong. That... They've no, got I tactics. Know, I'm, I'm talking about the weak ones of the stormtroopers, not the teddy bears. I know, but I just think you've been derogatory to the Ewoks because they're not just teddy bears, Paddington no, they're style. They're vicious. Like <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, with I that. know, but they look nice and cute. And oh, they do look nice. And then cute. you see the stormtroopers who are supposed to be like scary. Which, let's face it, they're not one fucking bit scary looking. No. Well, and their Ewoks outfits are... are quite scary. Oh, not one bit. Because I, like I it's was the a very cute Ewok. Thank you. Because uh, the death, the it's like we said with the Darth Vader thing. Like it's because yeah, you but can't... they're not. And aren't they all clones as well? I yeah, don't. But they're not. I think it's because there's so many of them. There's nothing that stands out. Like mm. Vader stands out, and yeah. he's got a presence, and he talks, and you know, mm. there's there's that whole thing. Whereas with them, they're just like, whatever, off you go. Yeah. So yeah. So what, the stormtroopers to me were not scary. I wasn't. I just thought they were comical. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, they, they, yeah, like you say, they don't have as deep presence as Vader. I think in the first couple of movies, they do, they are scary, but yeah, in this one, they are uh, super pathetic in the way that they just get easily defeated. Like, and I have to say, comically. did no one fucking teach Harrison Ford how to hold a gun? Not that I'm an expert, but all I thought of when I saw Harrison Ford holding a gun was of Joey in that episode of Friends when he was trying <laughs> yeah. to convince his, his grand that he had been in a TV show and he was, like, holding a gun. Yes, I agree. That, that's a good uh, comparison. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, you've just lost all credibility from that. They were kind of by a door, and it was when the, the Ewoks were fighting the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, mate. There's nothing... <laughs> 
That's yeah, an iconic we... shot as well, isn't it? I think an iconic stuff. I know, but is um, that where they get that from? That I think scene? so. I think so. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, I was gonna say. So I watched like a, a four-minute rundown of each of the these three movies earlier and somebody says like and harrison ford steps on the loudest twig in the galaxy and he t- <laughs> it is isn't it like when he's like trying to ambush the stormtroopers and it just goes <laughs> but it's just like that wouldn't happen <laughs> <Let me laugh. laughs> i will do you know one thing i did like about this film though while i think a lot goes on and it's quite dark and the the, the whole stormtrooper thing is quite humorous I love um, the party thing at the end. Mm, mm. I really enjoyed that. Like, you know, when you see um, like Luke and Leia with their, you know, kind of their arms around each other, kind of she's kind of leading him away. When you see um, like Vader on the fire with just like Luke, you only see Luke kind of yeah. standing overlooking. And then you look behind and obviously you see uh, Yoda and Obi and Anakin. Mm kind of there i i loved that scene i thought that was really good do you know what i like about this part of the movie uh, and this movie in particular is that is the whole ewok and moon base sort of endor vibe because it's it's not about technology it's about mm. nate like i said actually nature, it's, a, yeah. it's about nature and like they don't have any real tech there they're just like no. there's a fire going there's like some drums going they're just embracing sort of the naturalness of being like amongst one another and amongst nature mm. and like they defeated the tech the bad tech thing and i kind of i kind of mm. like that vibe with um the end um i was kind of like wondering about this you know when everyone's kind of like cheering in like different locations you see like hundreds of yeah. people in like square is that because vader's dead it's because the empire's been um it's because it's gone yeah yeah the huge death star which could destroy planets has been it's been gone yeah because like i thought when you see luke the only one kind of all that fire like when he's when vader's on the fire i thought that was like a really kind of like sad scene because like that's his burial i suppose so to speak yeah and the only and he turned out to be like kind of okay in the end i know he did some fucked up shit but you know he kind of redeems himself a little bit yeah and then it's only like luke standing there everyone's cheering having a great time and then you can see in Luke's eyes that there's this bit of sadness. Because I suppose, you know, the whole thing with him kind of standing up for Luke and then dying, Luke never gets to have that relationship with him that he could have had had he not died. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people never got to see that actually, you know, there's some good there. Yeah. You know? And mm. I, I thought that was, I, I loved that scene. It was just the back. You've seen um, Luke from the back and the fire was like nearly the height, I think, of um, Luke. And I just thought that was such a great scene, just him on his own, mm. watching that. And like what the look on Luke's face of almost what could have been, you know? Do you feel like Leia's left out of that a little bit, though? I do. I did. I, I, I Actually, I'm glad you said that because I was kind of like, when I saw her um, uh, kind of put her hand around Luke smiling and they kind of walk off to join the party type thing, I was like, why is she not more mm. kind of part of this? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, oh, it's okay. She's got another male in her life, which is Han Solo. So she doesn't need... It, it just pisses... It, it's all like... Even as a little girl, I was kind of like, she's part of the Skywalker family too. Yeah. Why isn't she... Yeah. No, I, I, I thought that actually. Because today, actually, I decided to watch the end scene again. Because I do like that end scene. Um, And I was like, oh, she really 
like and I was it was almost like I'd forgotten I'd seen it because I was waiting for the bit where she gets kind of pulled into it mm. and she doesn't and I was no. like thinking that I was like oh yeah why isn't she involved or there was there should have been a conversation between her and luke or i th- i think they something. tried in the late do you mind listen no, you say what you want okay so in the latest one the rise of skywalker hmm. i wonder if they try to rectify that a little bit because in the end so okay if anybody hasn't seen rise of skywalker and they don't want to hear a spoiler please turn off for a couple of minutes because i'm going to spoil the ending um so in the end of rise of skywalker um Ray uh, is asked by somebody on Tatooine, which is Luke's home planet, um, what her name is, and she says Skywalker. And then yeah. you see the Force ghosts of Luke and Leia, and they're the Skywalkers, you know. So mm. it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's all rounded up. So I wonder if they included Leia there because they're like, yeah, she's a Skywalker because mm. they do make a big song and dance in the last trilogy about how she is a Skywalker and she can use a force yeah. and everything. But yeah, in the in the, in Return of the Jedi, I like I said, ever since I was a little girl and I watched it, I was kind of like, why are you omitting Leia from this? She's just as much part mm. of it, um, and that's pissed me off to this day, actually. Yeah. What What's the one with um, when Luke, as in older Mark Hamill? Yeah. Um, where we see him for the first time like on a cliff so that's, that's last jedi that's the one i saw because that's where i remember gives... yeah yeah i remember watching the whole film and then it ended with him on yeah. there and i was like fuck i was like that was amazing i loved that scene where he's just like you know but for me again nostalgia mm. you know it's kind of like you just want to kind of see them again but I th- i think after talking about it if i'm honest with you not the 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 prequels, but I kind of want to watch all the other ones. I would watch. I I do recommend watching the Phantom Menace. I do think it is good. I think the whole Jar Jar Binks thing is complicated and and quite an an entertaining his part in it. But um, the rest of it, I think, is really interesting. The other two of the city, the prequels, not so much. But they tell us, they give you the lore of the whole thing. Um, mm. But yeah, Force Awakens is a great homage to the first. It's um, solo good. It's fine. It's not great. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just fine. But Donald Glover's really good in it. Like, what does he play? He plays Lando Carizian. Lando is. So who plays Solo? Old, old and Einrich or Einrich. Oh is he good? good does he have that kind of charisma yeah, he's, he's got it however and it does make me question the deep fake thing because somebody deep you know the deep fake thing that's going on with films at the no. moment so no. you might have seen the scene from back to the future where they've replaced marty and the doc with robert downey jr and Tom Holland. Oh yeah, I've seen variations of that with certain films and stuff. Yeah, yeah I didn't so, realize what it was called. Yeah, so that's called like deep fake. Um, and I saw, I think, a few clips from uh, Solo where they'd deep faked a young Harrison Ford onto older Nine Ricks or whatever his name is oh. face. It was <laughs> it was really good, and you're almost like it didn't. And and also, I just want to say, they also deep-faked young um, Robert De Niro onto the Irishman. Um, 
And it t- I tell you, mate, it's ten times better than the way they made him look younger in The Irishman. Oh, right. Like... Because okay. I've seen The Irishman. I like yeah, that film. It's like ten times better. Um, so I've always been like, no, you shouldn't fake this kind of stuff. But looking at that, I'm kind of like, it would have been really interesting to see it that way, which yeah. I never thought I'd say. But yeah, so oh. yeah, it was that lad who played him and he did it well. But now I'm thinking, would I have liked to see a younger Harrison Ford hmm. do the solo thing? Because it is technically potentially possible now. So, but yeah. what a role to fill, though. Oh, I mean. yeah. And he did a great job. I think he did mm. a great job. It's. Just, I think it's just more like it's kind of like, did we need to see it? Was it nicer to hear? Yeah, that's his... what that that's what I remember the general consensus was was what did it need to be made? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um Yeah. Okay. Mm. So do you have anything to add to the world of Do you know what? I will say one thing before we finish up, unless you've got something to add. I <laughs> just cut in there. Just like... Which you can add after. <laughs> I think I've actually not done for someone who is really not in the know, because you can tell by listening to both of us that you're definitely more in tune with all of it than I am because you've no, seen more of a so. no but you've seen more of the films you've seen the prequels you've seen more of the other ones and stuff like that but you know if Star Wars fans do listen to this cut me some fucking slack because I think I did okay <laughs> you did yeah no yeah well same with me yeah I've probably been like yeah I know this and it's like completely wrong <laughs> no but I'm glad we did it I'm glad we did it good you know so do you have anything to add no i'm i'm um i'm done for for now so done um cool so um yeah that was our little take on uh the three star wars films the the first three that were technically not the first three the original trilogy i know my shit um (laughs) so uh apart from you know watching more star wars stuff what are you gonna do watch redo what next Oh, well, I am reading um, Magic Lessons, Lessons, um, Lessons. <laughs> by uh, Alice Hoffman, which is the prequel, prequel to Practical Magic, um, which is about Maria Rowans. You know, the beginning of Practical Ooh, Magic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, I've, I'm enjoying it so far, I have to say. Okay. Um, I want to learn more about foraging, so I have been, and I've ordered some books and some bits and bobs, and I've already got some mushrooms growing in my garden, and I'm debating whether real mushrooms no fake (laughs) no but i mean as in did you plant them or are they oh no they're like natural they just die we've got like four very funny ones are they they're not magic mushrooms no (laughs) but they do grow in a lane in beaudley (laughs) (laughs) when i used to work in a bar in beaudley um the various regulars that would come in and i remember one who would who told me stories about um there's a certain road in a, a lane in uh, a road in Beaudley where they used to grow probably don't grow now for the amount of picking um and yeah everyone would just go there for their magic brush <laughs> I never visited I'm just saying that now <laughs> okay okay no but yeah I don't have that variety in my garden that I'm aware of um so yeah no I'm just uh, I want to do a bit more of that I'm gonna watch Shit's Creek good girl thanks uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to check out 
Ben Wheatley's um, Rebecca, only because I'm such a massive fan of the original and I just want to see what he's done with the remake. So Cool. What about you? Um, I actually want to watch two films that you've suggested, which is The Devil All the Time and Enola Holmes. Uh-huh. I want to check them out. Um, because of mine and Deb's new thing of not having technology before bedtime, I want to start reading before bed because oh, yeah. I'm not a big reader. I mean, I do read true crime stuff, but I said to him, I was like, I don't want to read true, tri- true, true crime stuff going to bed because, you know... Do you wish you hadn't given me those books back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll meant... get them back when I come up. Um but yeah, no, I I will I will I might I might just get my own. Um but yeah, so I was thinking like, you know, I don't want to go to bed reading some mm. of the stuff I usually read because I know what's in some of the books. Um like I know I read true crime stuff and I but I know what the story is, so I know yeah, what I'm going to be yeah. uh reading and I don't think that's really the best thing probably to wind down to so i'm gonna look for that and i've also kind of started a bit more of a health kit back and i've started doing um i'm not a person that particularly enjoys working out it's Mm. not something i'm naturally good at but i have started doing yoga oh yeah and while i'm beyond shit at it um i actually really enjoyed no no oh jesus no no this isn't me being like i'm so shit but i'm not no i i i'm shit but i don't care because <laughs> one day because i look at the woman that did it and i says i bet you one day you were shit at this and well, look this at you is now it, yeah. you bendy fucker you're amazing <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i yeah well actually um i've been doing some yoga i'm on the fit on app which is free um, and they've got. I might look at that. Oh, it's so good, time. so good, mate. Um, and there's like free workouts on there. But Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye for the Straight Guys does some yoga sessions, and I am enjoying them so much. Mm. It's yeah, it's just entertaining. Whilst you know he talks through the correct like postures and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I find those um, sessions great. But the whole app, I'm 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 not being paid here, but I would recommend getting that app. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah yeah so just that just trying to get a bit more healthy as i sit here with prosecco but you know (laughs) that's i I actually googled it and it's healthier than wine so oh well that's good bubbles (laughs) exactly it's good for you um yeah so um uh if you want to find us you can find us on um instagram and facebook as show me the podcast and twitter as smtp cast and harry where can we find you um i'm on most things as um tales of peck and i've uh, also you can... sorry i was gonna well no only because you did it last time i was gonna say i've also got a little venture with alec uh as um what is it at the forest view on instagram if you want to follow that <laughs> yes you'll get to see lots of updates on what harry's planning on doing with her uh new location well you've been here quite a while now but it was since january yeah yeah um cool uh yeah you can find me with my other podcast on instagram as what's for nightmare podcast on twitter as a nightmare pod and facebook and wordpress as once upon a nightmare and we would really appreciate you going to apple and uh rating and review us or wherever you happen to listen pod chaser mm-hmm. that's a good one uh wherever you uh listen and uh we'd like to say thanks for listening and we will chat to you very soon bye I'm still recording.
<laughs> 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 <laughs>